Welcome to episode 119 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. I'm Brian Levin. Today, we caught up with Yaron Schoen. He is a designer out in New York. He happened to be in San Francisco for a conference, and we managed to snag him right before he left. Two announcements before we get into today's show. First, uh, we're working on shirts. We posted a mock-up in our Slack team. and The response was overwhelming. <laughs> the response was overwhelming. So uh, we waited almost a year and a half to do this. Basically, Cotton Bureau reached out to us, and then we were like, okay, I guess we'll do it. Yeah, so we're having shirts made. Uh, we don't exactly have a date on that, but we thought we'd mention it. So if you're interested, you can hit us up or join our Slack team, uh, spec.fm slash Slack. We posted a mock. You might have to scroll a bit, but uh, those shirts are on the way. We'll keep you posted on Twitter, of course, at designdetails.fm. They're super dope, and they're in Brian's uniform color. Navy blue. Yeah, I think we're going to have lots of colors and, of course, men's and women's Nope, fits. only only Brian color. Only Brian color? Yep, it, they only fit Brian. So they're size large, male, navy blue only. All right, cool. Just and we're, kidding. They're gonna, we're going to try and do tank tops and uh, probably not hoodies, <laughs> but yeah. We're, tank tops? We'll do lots of, Sarah asked for tank tops. Tank tops? Yeah, it's going to be dope. All right, well, I guess we're, we're, we're an apparel company now. No, Cotton Bureau is an apparel company, and they're doing it for us. Thanks, Cotton Bureau. Love you, Jay. Design details, apparel coming soon. And the second thing, of course, we want to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. Numero uno, Wayno. Wayno has been some of the most supportive people we've ever worked with. They're super awesome. We, we announced last week that we didn't have enough room at our event. So they want they offered to work with us to create another event. So we'll start, like no matter what happens with how much room we get, we'll definitely have another event. Wayno will be there because they're just the best and we would be more than happy to work with them. I'm very excited. Uh, Dan Petty just joined Wayno, creative director. They hired the unhirable in the best way possible, Dan. And Linda Eliason. Uh, every designer on their team is legit. And they're hiring. Carolyn Jang. <laughs> they're hiring more. If you go to Wayno.co, they have a careers link in their header. You should check it out. I'm on it right now. And I love the way they talk about their roles. Uh, they're hiring product designers in San Francisco, New York, and in Iceland. Uh, at all of their offices. So no matter where you are in the world, if you're looking for something new, Wayno is absolutely one of the best places in the world that you could possibly be. We love their team. We can't recommend them enough. They're sponsoring the show because they want you to just check out their work. Uh, even if you don't want a, a new job, at least go check them out. Uh, their work is beautiful. They're doing amazing stuff for wonderful clients. If you're not going to go work for them, you should make their work work for you because you should use it as inspiration because it's truly wonderful. They're like, Dribble is They found some amazing solutions to problems. It's so obvious that it's uh, it's so perfect. Thank you so much to Wayno for supporting the show. Uh, we hope everyone will go check them out. They're at wayno.co, U-E-N-O dot C-O. And of course, if you need a job, click that careers link in the header and tell them we sent you. Second, as usual, Dropbox. Dropbox has been so supportive of everything we're doing and we are so glad to have them as sponsor. They are the best way to keep all of your files in sync everywhere collaborate with anyone at any time on any product on any project we literally write our specs in paper at work like this is how we manage everything is dropbox they make it incredibly easy to collaborate within an organization to send huge files with just a link you can comment in line right next to mock-ups that you're sending to designers or non-designers doesn't matter Everything just works. It syncs all of your files across your devices. So if one thing happens to your phone or your computer, not all is lost. We use it for everything here at Spec. We love it and honestly couldn't live without it. It's what helps our business run. And we're so thankful to have them as sponsors. I honestly don't believe our business would function at all without Dropbox. Yep. I don't know what the solution would be other than Dropbox. So thank you once again to Dropbox for making this whole show possible in so many ways. To learn more, go to dropbox.com. And with that, let's get into episode 119 with Yaron Schoen. Hi, I'm Yaron. Uh, I'm a designer from New York. Nice to meet you. <laughs> what are you working on? Um, I lead a design team at a company called uh, Compass. How long have you been doing that? For a year now. Almost a year. Um, two In two weeks, it's a year. Crazy. Yeah. What did you do Time for flies. that? I had a uh, small design studio called Made for Humans. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know Made for Humans. Who doesn't yeah. know Made for Humans? Really? Good. That's a good tagline on your website, right? Ma ma yeah, Made for Humans. Yeah, who doesn't know Made for Humans? That's the tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. TM. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so we had for like a year also. So it's a good run. And you live in New York? Live in New York, live in Brooklyn. And Man, all of our friends in New York live in Brooklyn. I know, there was like an exodus. Everybody moved from, from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Why? Because it was expensive, and now, <laughs> and now Brooklyn is more expensive. Really? Well, areas, yeah. So, like Greenpoint? Where do you move next? Greenpoint. <laughs> Queens. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. not, I'm not kidding. Interesting. Queens. Is that, like, is that like the South Bay of Brooklyn? Oh, I don't know what South Bay is. <laughs> I assume. I don't know either. I don't know what the... Where am I even? I it's like know. the Menlo Park of Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's a city. It's yeah. where Facebook is. It's where Facebook is. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. So if I work in uh, Facebook, I need to drive for an hour. You ride a bus. Well, you ride a bus. Oh, you it's like a special bus. Because they have an office. It's a special bus. They yeah. have an office in New York. <laughs> Brian hey. rides a special bus to work every day. <laughs> Guys, come on. Come. <laughs> uh, yeah, office in New York. You know. Yeah, uh, the office in New York. So I was at Twitter before. Yeah. And the office... They open up an office right New across York the street. Office is beautiful. I haven't been there. I just saw pictures from uh, Paul Stamatiu, and I was just blown away. It's oh, gorgeous. And Twitter's office? Yeah, Twitter and what? So when we we opened up the office in New York, mm-hmm. uh, we got had a company. We got acquired. We opened up the office there, and it was in Midtown, um, and it wasn't that beautiful. It was cool. It was nice, but it wasn't. It was just like a, an office building. Mm-hmm. Um, and they opened up uh, Facebook. Opened up an office like across the street. So it was like, we, can we see? Maybe can we <laughs> like a telescope? See, see Julius Tarn working on tools. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're can doing art something with from 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 something with noodles. Hmm. Haven't they been noodle free for like years? Origami. It's on yeah. Quartz Composer. What? Origami's built on top of Quartz Composer. Yeah, but... Noodling. Dude, I've definitely seen some, like, wireless noodles. Noodleless noodles. Let's... <laughs> Noodleless noodles. Let's start from the beginning. Where are you originally from? I was born in New York, in Manhattan. Okay. Upper East Side. Okay. Ooh. What was that like? <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It was good. I can't compare it to anything because that's where I was born. But um, well, you've been other what? places. Yeah, I've been other places. You have multiple <laughs> birth experiences. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Compared to other birthplaces, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's an acceptable birthplace. Yeah, and was, you stayed in New York growing up, childhood, everything. I did until thirteen, where I moved to Israel for a while. Okay. Yeah. What's a while? For like. Um, since I was like 26, so that's a long while. Oh, it's like wow. like 13 years? Yeah. Crazy. That, that, yeah. Is, that is a while. Yeah, it's a while. <laughs> yeah, it's a while. <laughs> so I was there as well. So I moved from New York, from Manhattan to Jerusalem. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. When did you start designing? Um, I, after the army. I did the army there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, IDF or whatever? IDF, yeah. I was in the Air Force. Um, I was, Sounds fancy. I really didn't do anything. <laughs> I was in tri- I was But I was in the Air Force. Yeah, I was in the Air Force, right? No, th- it's three. Three years, yeah. okay. Um, and I was charge of. I was in charge of discipline. Um, but that sounds Whoa. very fancy. That sounds. I really intimidating. I, yeah, it's very intimidating. I really didn't do anything there. Um, <laughs> but that was my role. That's why your work is so brutalist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so disciplined. Um, <laughs> no, so I. Yeah, that's what. So after that, that's. I got into design somehow. That's... How? What happened? <laughs> I went yeah. from ahead of... What's the how? <laughs> so I was always into illustration. So I, I, I used to illustrate comics all the time. Dope. Yeah. So... Um, Did you have any favorites to read? X-Men and Batman. I was awesome. a big Wolverine fan from the 80s, like all, all the time. I used to draw Wolverine. 80s all, Wolverine is the funniest yeah, shit in the world. Yeah. Actually, 90s It's pretty rated R, better. too. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. Uh, brutal. Um, so I used to I used to draw that a lot. Mm-hmm. This is like the era where like everything ended with like chains and leather? Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. <laughs> no joke. Like every fight had a chain in it or, yeah. <laughs> or like some leather outfit. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. The 90s were a weird time. Everything yeah. had like 40 pockets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> very, very tall boots. Yep. <laughs> um, so I used to do that. I used to draw a lot of that. Um, and when I left the army, my mom was like, and I, I was all re- always really into computers. Like I mm-hmm. grew up with a, like 
when I was two, that was like in the 80, like 80, 1980, we had a computer. Like it was very early on, or 81 or whatever the fuck it was. And can I say that word? Yep, you can. Right, you can say good. whatever you please. Good, good. Whatever you fucking please. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so I was always into computers and I always liked to illustrate and I was kind of into interior design um, without even realizing that I, I just, I did that. I always reorganized our apartment. Ooh. As a kid. Your parents. And my parents let me do that. God bless them. <laughs> my like, parents hated that. I would always put all my furniture out in the hall and just like take a few things and leave them in my room. And they were so minimalist. mad all the time. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. That, it's, that's your furniture. You bought it. Like <laughs> it can yeah. stay out there. I'm an artist. <laughs> I did that a lot. They, they were more for activities. I don't know why they even let me, but they let me. Yeah. Um, so that was a good thing. But. And then at some point, I left the army, and my mom said, um, "There's after the army, the government gives um, soldiers kind of these kind of like year-long kind of like school programs, okay, for free. Um, and one of them was a multi; it was called multimedia, um, and they taught um, basically all." programs you can imagine so they thought they just did a, like a crash course on like piracy yeah on pirate, how to download illegal <laughs> illegal movies no but like being a pirate like a swashbuckler yes yes you, you get dressed <laughs> you put it's on a hat something frilly and go to town <laughs> yeah um that would be weird you said anything you could imagine so <laughs> He said any software you can imagine or any program. Any program, but it could, there's a program, pirate program, I guess. Israeli pirate, Israeli pirate school. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty rough. IP, IPS. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be rough. That'd be rough. <laughs> you don't want that. You do not want that. <laughs> um, th so they taught all the programs, basically. Photoshop, Illustrator, well, freehand. Um, <laughs> the program is all draw the, today. Yeah. Um, Piece of paper. 3D Max, yes, Premiere, um, Lingo, Director, all this shit, um, <laughs> and I guess that's how kind of I got into design. Like actual, I didn't know that was a thing until I actually learned it. I didn't realize that people actually made money. <laughs> that's a job. So once you started getting into it, was there some piece that you immediately connected with? Yeah. Yes. Like I really, I honestly really liked uh, 3D Max and I really liked editing video because okay. me and my buddies used to just film on like cassette tapes and we used to like do that all the time. We actually, we have to find it somewhere, but we had, um, we recorded, we like to like record um, our takes on um, like MTV video clips. Nice. So, we, so we did like Green Day, and we did, did we did like Sabotage, Beastie Boys, and we like ran in like the stairways and whatever. Um, so I really liked editing uh, video. Okay. But it took forever mm -hmm. to render. So you just, you did one thing and then it took like 24 hours. So I'm like, fuck this. This is, I liked it, <laughs> but it's just not, it's not, yeah. I have, my ADD didn't really <laughs> allow me to <laughs> concentrate on that. Um and then one time, I um, they also taught HTML, and I I remember kind of like the first time I really dabbled with HTML, I just open up a Notepad, like Note or that program Notes or whatever it's called on Windows, and I started writing HTML. Notepad, Notepad, yeah. yeah, yeah. I started writing HTML, and and it was literally like writing a like a squ red square and whatever it was in a table, um, and I'm like, of course, yeah. As you as you would, <laughs> yes. And it it blew my mind that I can actually I'm, I'm writing text and it affects like a visual thing. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is more. This is this is <laughs> it's like psychedelic. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what what's happening here? And slightly faster. Yeah, and way faster. It's like instant. Uh, so that drew me into into that specific um, area. So what did you do next? Well, I finished the course. Good start. That's 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 the first thing I did. Um, and it took me a while though, because it yeah. Just was this a while before you moved back? I was like six years before I moved back. Okay. Um, and so I did that. So I finished the course. 
Um, and then there was a gap of like a few months where I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I worked at like a photography, kind of like a film, like processing film uh, shop, basically. Okay. Um, and at some point I wanted to, um, I wanted to travel in the East. So just backpack in like India or something. And it took me a while to kind of like gather the guts to actually buy a ticket and fly somewhere from by myself for a long time. Um, totally. How'd you get the guts? I just you went and uh, bought them. I yeah. <laughs> Coded them I, up. I, I went through. I went through the piracy. Uh. <laughs> I feel safer now that yeah, I have it my teaches you bravado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the core skills. <laughs> so so I I just I, I bought I bought the ticket. So it's like I just I have to buy it in order to go. So I just like fuck it, I'll buy it. Um, and the same day that I bought the ticket, the school that I went to called up and said that they have a job offer <laughs> for a small studio in Jerusalem. It's like a web shop. Um, so that's kind of how I trickled down to that kind of uh, to, to become like, I guess, a web designer. So you didn't go on the trip? I did not go on the trip. I, I, was like, I was like, okay, I bought the ticket. Let me go. Probably super cheap, right? Like just it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that expensive because it's it's closer because <laughs> it's, well, it's closer. Yeah, it wasn't cheap for the clubs that, that age. Way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for for that age, that was a lot of money for me. Yeah, I was gonna say like that, yeah. that's not a, a it's small not, thing to it's give. Not trivial. It was like a thousand dollars, and that was like for me. Yeah. I was like, wow, spent thousand dollars for. Um, and but I was like, fuck it. Like I, I'll at least go meet them. So I went to meet them, and they had this like little. Um, they rented out a small uh, studio and they had a patio with a bunch of dogs and they were all like 26 or whatever and I was, I was like what 20 um, and I'm like you can make this is a job like that doesn't like this crazy you, you just do internet words yeah you're on a computer all day and you make money um, so that really intrigued me and they they lured me in, and I just I gave up on the ticket. And I started working there, and then I worked there for six years. <laughs> so right up until you moved back then? Right up until I moved back, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was like an on and off, kind of like I worked with them, then I freelanced for them, and then I worked again with them, and then I would freelance for them and work with them. So I guess that's my entry to the... Why did you decide to come back to the States? I, I miss New York. After 13 years? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And so you came back and what'd you do? Um, I applied to a, um, to a company called uh, Fantasy Interactive from Israel, which was kind of like this flash agency shop kind of thing. What year was this, by the way? So it was 2006 or seven. Okay. Um, and so I applied and I got a job and we moved, me and my, my wife, I got, I got married like literally two months before we moved. Oh, shit. And I'm like, fuck this. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and so we moved to, <laughs> we moved to New York. Um, and I started working like immediately when I was there at a place called Fantasy Interact. Doing web stuff? Doing web stuff. I was, at that point, it was Flash. It was a lot of Flash. Okay. Um, which at that point also, I was like really into Flash. So, um, so I did that. For how long? Like two years. Okay. Yeah. It was nice. It was a, it was, it was a change. Sometimes nice Jeremy said, "Yeah, doing Flash is nice. <laughs> doing Flash was nice. I kind of I half miss it, half really don't miss it. But <laughs> I half ha love it, half hate it. Yeah. And here we are. Um. And now it's dead. It's gone. It's gone. Long live Flash. Gone. Did you say long live Flash? Yeah. Flash is dead. Long live Flash. That's the a king thing. Is dead. Long live the king. You never heard that? No. Nothing. No, what's that from? Everything? That is a thing. It's from somewhere. Yeah. Lion King? I mean, yeah, let's go with that. It's the Lion King quote. <laughs> it's Disney. <laughs> Disney came up with that. Beautiful piece of prose. Uh, cool. All right, so, so what happened next? What did you... You're building websites in Flash. It's building websites in Flash... Then I had a I had a small I, I I quit and moved to AOL, 
<laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um, and why? Uh, I really want. Wait, AOL in two thousand eight? Whoa, well, seven, eight. Yeah. Dude, strong yeah. move. Yeah, so what was really going bad on? Move. Really? Um, Which properties did you work to, on? I did um, all the media. So okay. TV, video, movie. <laughs> I redesigned movie phone. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because um, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. And, yeah, yeah. And there's the whole Kramer with movie phone. No, no, no. I'm literally god. rewatching all of Seinfeld. Right oh now. god, I've never watched an episode. But of Seinfeld. he's on the phone. So movie phone used to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the name. Got it. Yes. So I'm not going to ruin it for you. You watch it. Okay. Yeah. I but can't believe can you, you haven't watched just a little bit. No, <laughs> it's too good. I'll ruin it for you. I'll ruin it for Sorry, me. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> I try. I'm sure. They- <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Go watch more Seinfeld. Yeah, go watch Some of you know what it means. If you haven't Some watched you it. you have no idea. Yeah. Please watch it. Notes. Don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> how did you end up, how did you end up going to AOL? They reached out. You reached out. They reached out. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to work on, um, I didn't want to do client work. I just, That's I, a good uh, start. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do out? client work. I was burnt out. Yeah, client work's easy to burn out on. Yeah, I was done with that. Oof. And that that used to be the industry. Really, there was nothing like in-house was rare. And, well, I don't know if rare, but at least in my immediate in New York, yeah. uncommon. Yeah, especially New York. Yeah. Um, so I was done with that. Um, AOL reached out. I was like, yeah, sure. Um, Especially come from Israel. I was like, yeah, <laughs> AOL sounds whatever. AOL, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I stayed there for like seven months and I was the fuck out of there. Oh, man. Yeah. Short stint. Very short. And then what? Then I did some freelancing for a very long time. <laughs> which I, Client I really, work? Yeah. I'm back to client work. I, you know what? Client yeah. work, not that bad. <laughs> yeah. A- AOL was you, a bad introduction. You to saw product. the shadow land. And, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you saw the shadow land. <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? Everything the light touches will be yours. Yeah, here we but go. But the shadow. This is the Lion King. <laughs> ep- Lion King the Lion King episode. episode yeah. <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney uh, sponsored. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's get Disney to sponsor. That'd actually be pretty great. Yeah. Thanks for the. Tip. Have a bigger room. <laughs> we would have an entire uh, theme let's, park. Let's imagine near this studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was there. I left. I did a. I had. I did freelancing for a while. Were you? Why? I thought you hated, it, or you I were did, burnt out. I, d- I did. I was burnt out, but I liked doing it at. Like I like being at home. I'm like, ah, this is nice. I was kind of lazy. I'm like, ah, just, I, didn't, I didn't. You just stayed at home and rearranged the furniture. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fuck this. I can make money at home. I'm staying at home. You just rearrange all day. Yeah. Um, no, I had nice clients. I did. It was. It was nice, honestly. Um, it was a different. It was a different vibe than working at an agency. Clearly, um, I got to choose my clients. I got to choose what I work on, and. So I did that for a while. Then a buddy of mine and I, uh, we started a, we created a startup uh, and we did that for a while. What was that? <laughs> it was called Jewel Pan. It was like a technology company. It was kind of like quiet technology. Was it? Um, wait, uh, tell me more. Or funded or? It was funded. Okay. Yeah, it was funded. It was very kind of like stealthy. Ooh. Yeah. What did, you, what did you guys do? <laughs> Don't talk about it. That's a good way to explain why no one's yeah. right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was it? We What'd had you... like five users, honestly. Seriously? Yeah, we didn't have a lot of users. Um, but it was but still... no, we built technology. That's yeah, it. yeah. Um, and we built a search engine, and it took a while to build it. Um, and then we created... Nah, those come together overnight. <laughs> yeah. Was... You just type in a MVP. box. Over- overnight hits. I don't get it, yeah. Wait, you built a search engine in 2009? Eight? Yeah. Nine, eight. Hmm. It was now nine. I don't know, eight, nine. I'm bad with years. You and Microsoft were on the same page. Microsoft funded it. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, and so we we did that, and we sold it to Twitter, and then we uh, then we opened up the the office there, um, and then we were there for for a while. A search engine was one of the products, or the product. It was the product. It was like it was like a, a it was a um, what's it called a, a push search engine. So it was, it was basically the Discover engine. Okay. Twitter, yeah. Um, and so we worked on Discover for a while. So Discover Search that was our team, 
Um, what do you mean by push search? We you didn't have to ask for something. We pushed you information. Got it. So there's two types of search. Suggested people, suggested yes. content, yes. trending stuff. So there's like push Got and it. pull. So pull would be yeah, yeah, you yeah. ask for something and push would be we give you stuff. Got it. Um, and we kind of crawled the web and we crawled your information. Um, and we, we suggested you and from like stuff. Force feed. The foie gras of people. Yeah. Basically that. Oh my God. If Twitter's like push search was called foie gras. <laughs> Because birds. What what would you do if they did that, Bryn? Laugh my ass off. <laughs> like, holy shit, that's genius. We're going to give you whatever, like, even if you don't want it. You're going to be delicious. He <sighs> so ended up at Twitter. Product company. Was this your first, product. what we might call product design role? Post AOL? No, 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 no. I, I, I did some, uh, so the first place that I worked in, we, we were like a web shop, but we also built oh, okay. what we, I guess you'd call product. So we had like a Mailchimp, and we had like a like a square like a Squarespace. The Israeli but this is like versions. Jerusalem two thousand and like one, <laughs> and nobody really. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, Jerusalem two thousand and one. Before Jerusalem, before two thousand and one. Before Squarespace. But seriously, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. What's um, the tech scene like over there, by the way? At least as Jerusalem? far as you know now, yeah. Now, uh, well, the tech scene in Tel Aviv is crazy. It's I've pretty, heard that actually. Yeah, it's pretty I've, crazy. Apple bought a ton of people in Tel Aviv, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, yeah. They have a Facebook office. They have a they do. Google office. Yeah. So we did product there, and then I did product at, um, at Fantasy Interactive. We had this thing called Contain, which is kind of like the social network that we built in Flash. It was such a mess. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking nuts. We built, like, we built like this, and it, we made it look like HTML, too. Like, just we made it look like a blog, but it was in Flash. But it was Flash. And we hit the limit of scrolling so we we figured out we the maxed out scrolling we maxed out scrolling in flash and we had to create a um i can't remember what it was like a jump like at some point we got to the end of what flash could render <laughs> and but if there were more comments we had to still render it right so it's we did this like kind of like flip thing and then like we created a new artboard <laughs> <laughs> so it's crazy oh my god it's, it's nuts yeah but that was a product Okay, so you've been in product for I've a while. I've been in product for that's a while. Good, that's yeah. good to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Dead Sea Scroll Bar? I should have said. <laughs> <laughs> it has a limit. <laughs> Bryn will try these all night, by the way. Yeah. So. It's sorry. Good. It's good that's where I live. It's all good. It's good that you laugh. It's all good. It makes him, makes him feel makes him happy. a little better. Yeah. Good. What did you take away from, from Twitter? Um, how organizations work. Yes. Um, how to ignore negative feedback from a lot of users. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how'd you do that? Is that like the, like, did you like this? No. Well, anything that you do, of course, there's positive feedback, but, and that's great. And honestly, it's normally the majority but the minority is still a lot of fucking people. And very and vocal. Very loud, and yeah. very, very vocal. vocal. Um, and very, very insulting. <laughs> and I can be insulting too when I hate something or it doesn't work. That's uh, that which pirate I try training to coming not back. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can be a very uh, mean pirate. Um, Shiver your timbers. <laughs> <laughs> but in Hebrew. <laughs> So how do you do Show it? far your timbers? Show far, show far your timbers. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Stick me. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm going to sticker that. <laughs> That's, boom. Show far your timbers. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, it was good. How did nice you deal with negative feedback? I ignored it. That's hard to do. You're it is. You're oversimplifying, right? No, I, I just was, ignored it. Was that mostly like an audience on Twitter? Well, uh, press, Twitter, doesn't matter really. Um, whenever you get negative feedback, it's larger than what you get from other places. It's like amplified, right? Okay. Was there a... Just so the nature of the amount of people that use it. Did you have a an urge to at least read the negative feedback and try I and did. take from it something? Yeah, I did. I mean, you learn from it, clearly. When, I, you have to distinguish between like just fucking trolling yeah. and like 
like legit feedback? This is actually something I've been thinking a lot about lately because I feel like as good as designers can be with critique and being like constructive with things on Twitter, <laughs> it very quickly devolves into just like, I think this is bad. This is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like everything is falling apart. Designers are the worst. They should work for what they get. Twitter seems to bring out the worst in people. But at the same time, it's also been like the most meaningful tool of my career, hands down. Yeah. It has made the biggest difference for me personally of anything. Yeah, I'd agree. What'd you do after Twitter? So when we got acquired, like a few weeks after that, I um, my baby was born. I had a baby. Um, I realized that there isn't a lot of technology out there that caters to um, parents. So um, I left Twitter and wanted to build a startup for that. Um, and that was just probably, it was hard. Very, very, very hard. For parents of young children? Yeah, so building technology and like products for parents. So the first product was... But not like my parents, like young kid parents, right? Yes, for for newborns, yeah. Um, And so I built... The the first one was kind of like a a simple tracker. So to track when they sleep, when they eat, that's a thing that you need to do. Um, And... And to, to, to connect uh, with the daycares and caregivers, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, my daycare, um, I paid something like $30,000 a year for that, for, 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 for daycare, which is kind of nuts. That's a separate topic. And what the communications between the caregivers and the parents are literally, it's, it's literally like a notebook with scribbles. Like, this is... I. This doesn't make any sense. It's like 2014 it was or whatever it was. So I thought maybe we can digitize this because, <laughs> you know. Um, maybe we can internet. not suck. Yeah. Because, um, you know, internet. Yeah. <laughs> We've had the internet for <laughs> it's like, you know, 30 years. Yeah, electricity. <laughs> um, so I tried doing that uh, for, for a while and found and realized that the business model is just terrible. What do you mean? Daycares are tough thing to digitize at least i couldn't fi- really figure out how to do that and maybe somebody will come and, and, and all the luck to them but i could not figure out how to make it a viable business you gotta digitize the children put them in tron there are people uh, so a lot of that <laughs> is actually happen- there's like digital diapers and shit like that with the digital diapers or what? those yeah. sound ineffective yeah. no it tracks <laughs> it tracks the poop to see if it whatever oh for god's sake yeah. just i'm not kidding <laughs> it's pooping constantly i'm not kidding and they have like wrist things and whatever right to see if they're not dead that dude poops <laughs> so much to see if they're not dead <laughs> see if they're alive it's <laughs> a good starting point yeah. are you still alive <laughs> are you not dead yeah that's, uh, a, that's a good thing to check Put like a collar on it, like those whistle, like smart collar tracker things. Yeah. Well, it, it's actually a collar or like a wristband or whatever the fuck it was. Dope, a baby collar. A baby collar. I'm <laughs> so excited. Yeah. When they get out of the crib, you're like, they, they get a zap, like, <laughs> back to the crib. Back you go. Lay down on your back, though, <laughs> and move your head side to side so you don't get a flat spot. Yeah. Oh, so uh, the communication channel between parents and daycares is kind of borked. It's not really, a, it's, it's shitty. It's a myth. It's a myth. It is a myth. Um, and I tried to digitize that. The, the problem with daycares is that there's it's the there's like few large companies that have chains, like really a, a few, and then it's just a very 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 long tail of mom and pops. And I just couldn't figure out a business like how, a, whether it's a viral effect or where it's like what is it sales? Is it door to door sales? Like how do you spread this? Uh, because it's a f- in effect, it's kind of like an enterprise software. <laughs> it's not some sort of kind of like, it's it's there's nothing viral in it, um, and that door to door was just destructive for me, and I just didn't enjoy any of it. Destructive um, in terms of like your personal, yeah. Okay, just I hated my life, um, so I stopped that. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> I stopped that immediately. It took me a while because I was really um, uh, stubborn. I really wanted to make it work because I really believed in, in solving that problem. Mm-hmm. But um, it just, it was too hard. 
um, or impossible, or at least I couldn't figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I stopped. Um, and then, again, did some client work because that's how they always fucking, <laughs> it's so easy. It's like, ah, well, it used to be. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, I was like, yeah, let's just do client work for now and we'll figure out what, what we'll do next. And I started doing client work and I noticed that that, that business model is dying. At least I could not, it, it, there are way le- Something changed. Something changed. And it, it used to be like you just put up a sign and then everybody comes like, yeah, designer, wow. Da, 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 da. And this time around, everyone's in-house already at this point. And so you really need to be clever about what you're selling and how you're selling. And like, it's not as easy as it used to be. And that was kind of sobering. Can you talk a little bit about how you approach that? Once you realized that at least? We created um, relationships with um, tech companies or companies that needed tech um, and became their kind of um, proxy in-house kind of thing where we... We're kind of like in-house, but we were just on contract. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we kind of, um, we worked with their in-house team. So we were like supplements to their in-house team. How did that work? It worked nice. It was was pretty good. Uh, But you don't have skin in the game. Um, At least not as much as a in-house person would have. So it's good for generating new ideas and challenging internal ideas but not necessarily it's not really that much of a long-term thing really in that was recently then that was recently yeah so the you feel like that environment that atmosphere is still the same i think so yeah i i really do like i don't know where um design studios are gonna I don't know what the future is really I mean it's not like they're like zero will exist but I don't know where that's headed where in the past there was so many studios everywhere like design studios everywhere they used to do the majority of the work right what changed so people went in house but why what happened do you think I I think I think um, a company if it's not a technology company, what it like what future does it have really? Like honestly, I think like technology has to be embedded in the company or they can't survive. Like at least give it like 10, 15 years, but I don't see how a company retail, let's for example, like really do you really still go to stores to buy your clothes or um I don't know. I don't have another example. Like, whatever. <laughs> yes, I do. You do? That's the one thing I go to stores for, really? is clothing. I, I hate it. But, sure. I mean, it would still exist, but less, I think. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, I'm sure it's dropped off significantly. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I, I remember going to stores and it was always packed. And today I go to a store and my head hurts because they fucking play their music and and it's empty, too. But I'm I'm sure, like, my parents, my friends from high school, all those people are still doing the mall thing like malls malls are actually i i I read somewhere i'm i'm distorting the statistic perfect so it's perfectly accurate but i read it on the internet so it has to be somewhat true yes (laughs) um that malls are like literally less and less and less and less are being built or none have been built this year or whatever the fuck it is but significantly less mall action is happening i'm happy about this (laughs) just generally less mall action (laughs) yeah Fewer malls is a good thing. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. The first mall was like 60 miles from where I grew up. Mall of America? Mall, nope. First mall ever? It's called Southdale. It's the first indoor mall. Hmm. Huh. It's in Minnesota because it's cold as shit there. The more you know. They have a sign inside their mall. It says that. So. Super exciting, huh? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Tell us more. Can you dine in Minnesota? You're welcome. Let's plan a trip. Yeah. Done. Let's keep going on this. This is really interesting. Like, we talk to a lot of people that that want to go back to freelancing, or they want to get back into that. And I don't know. Is it different out here in Silicon Valley? Maybe I don't. Know. I have no idea how it's here. Like, what what's going on here? But I know in in the East Coast, 
Um, there are still studios. It's a it's two different like cultures. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's a weird thing here where it's not necessarily like doing work where you're like passing off artifacts. There's like an advisement market. There like, is. Yeah. yeah, you go in and advise startups on how to build products. That's right. It's a really interesting thing. I think that makes more sense though than just building artifacts. Why do you think that? You need to iterate, right? How, what, how, what kind of structure would like? How do you do that as a person that's not internal? Like, not like, what is the con- like, con- like contract, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're doing one thing one time, and you're out. Yeah, yeah. So the way I see it is that the agency, at least the old school agency where where I come from, um, we used to package stories and sell them, right? And now, like internally, you're 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 building products that help other people create their own stories. So, and you need to keep on iterating on that, and iterating and iterating on that. And you can't do that outside. Like, how do you? I I and I, maybe there is some sort of format for that. I couldn't figure it out. It's unless you're like literally just a contractor and like at that point you're somewhat internal anyway right yeah. but just sitting in your own office right and to grow a business like that to hire more designers to go internally to like like offset their be inter- externally internal and the only way for me to make money is to charge more than somebody would that would be hired mm-hmm. right because i need to pay their salary and make my own right so the business model doesn't make sense right Interesting. they could just hire somebody for cheaper No, man, design I, is weird. I've it's, it's weird, but I also um, I have trouble thinking about it because I have never done the agency thing, and I haven't okay. properly done the the contracting thing. Was well, like your second job out of school? Yeah. So um, I've only I've only ever done in house, and so it's interesting to think about it. Did you do contracting while you were in college? In air quotes, yeah. In that you didn't get paid. In that I got paid, but in that it was like we we talked about this on another episode. <laughs> I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. generally block you out. Thanks, buddy. Just fell asleep. Yeah, I got paid, but it was it didn't feel like contracting because I was there no contract. There was a contract, and I got paid, so I was a contractor. Okay, done. Cool. Never having that conversation. Is that what that again. always feels like? Like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I it mean, must... welcome to design. <laughs> <laughs> it must get better. Um, so when did you have have that this sort of realization and this was recently. It was recently. I had it. Um, we were like, we were doing fine. Like technically, we were do- we were doing great. But um, it it didn't. It fe- the environment felt different. It certainly felt different. And um, I don't know if there was this one moment of aha. It maybe it was just a gradual thing that I'm realizing that like, because a lot of people that I talked to really just needed. They didn't need us to build things. They needed us to build small features here, small features there, help their team finish a feature. It wasn't like, okay, we have this entire product that we need to build right now. Uh, go build it for us and come back and give us like a whole package, right? So the the work was different. Even it, w- it wasn't it wasn't like this whole thing that I build for them and Sayonara, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, in the past, like, most companies, unless they're, like, big Coca-Cola or whatever, they didn't have anyone internal to talk to. <laughs> There's no, like, product manager or, like, right. designer or engineer <laughs> internally. So you're just working with, like, marketing or you're working with, like, even, like, sometimes the CEO or whatever it is, right? Right. But you're not necessarily working with somebody that's your counterpart. Um, and that this time around, it was always with a counterpart. And you're not building from start to finish. You're just completing their work, or or fixing their work, or advising to their work, or whatever it is. Um, and Which that probably isn't as satisfying. Um, it depends. Sometimes depends. it is. Yeah. Okay. It was the work was fine. It was. Um, I just felt it. It was really different, and that uh, made me feel uneasy uh, because it's. Um, they were less dependent on shops because up until now, again, like the shops had to create everything. And right. At this point, they really don't necessarily, they're like, oh, you're, you're good. Let's bring you in for a bit and then we're done. Right. And I didn't think that was really that sustainable. 
So then after that, it was Compass? After that, it was Compass. Then, we, then our studio got acquired or acquired from by, by Compass. Um, and yeah, and that's that's where okay. I am now. And now you're in San Full Francisco. Full, yep. For this week, you were at Clarity Conference. Clarity Conference. Clarity Conference, yes. Awesome conference. Which I just found out is only job, about Gina. style guides. Yes. Yes. Why did you fly all the way from New York? It's a narrow scope, but it's repeatable. To, to learn about style guides. Um, That's not a knock on the conference, but I was amazed that there's an entire conference devoted to that thing. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, I, I need to build a style guide. <laughs> so for a lot of TLDR, I need to build, build a style guide. But um, style guides are, or component libraries or whatever they are, are, I think, are very hard to build. Yep. And not Can confirm. <laughs> yeah. I've done it many times. Yeah. And in different organizations, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. Um, and I don't think the work is hard. I think it's the design isn't really hard, right? People are hard. Design is not that hard. Like there's no like big massive thing that like, oh my God, design is always either you're sorting, you're sifting, you're hierarchy. It's always kind of the same problems. Design is that hard. People are hard. Like that's so on point. Ugh. Um, and n n like you're figuring out things for specific area, like industries or whatever, but it's always the same thing. Math's pretty chill. What is it? Math, pretty chill. Math makes um, it pretty easy to do our jobs. Yeah, I'm terrible at math, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but yes. Um, so people are always the hard part of anything. Um, so they throw a whole wrench in the mix. Yeah, um, and it's not intentional, clearly, but like some people agree, some people don't. And, some people Some, literally sometimes throw you're wrenches. wrong, sometimes you're right, sometimes there is no wrong or is no right. And so what? how do you decide? There's, I mean, everything's objective. What? <laughs> that was sarcasm. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> you, that went well. You <laughs> caught me. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, anything I can learn about um, style guides is worth the money over, to fly over, I think. Um, and I learned a lot from the, I mean, it was, it was a nice conference. What are you going to go back with? You leave tomorrow at seven in the morning. Seven in the morning, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Putting on the it's spot, hard, man. Yeah, it's after a conference. It's really hard. Like right after the conference, it's hard to. But you're still absorbing. You but took notes, thank God. I took notes, and for what it's worth, this is the first conference I've ever taken notes. So yeah, that's a good thing. Takeaways. I I guess the takeaways is I have to plan better. Like I'm not, I didn't plan it well and I need to plan better, um, of how to implement, how to, how to, to organize uh, deliverables, um, fit it to roadmaps, you know, the whole boring shit. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a must that, you know, that has to happen. So we do the boring shit. Yeah. Do the boring shit so that we could do fun stuff. Yeah. How many designers are at Compass? Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to be Holy working. Holy shit. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's that rad. That seems like a, even earlier seems like a good point to have a style guide, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time to get to work. Time to get to work. We, we, we built a lot of, um, a lot of products yeah. um, to cater to our users. And, and now it's at a point where we need to really consolidate a lot of things and, and um, a style guide. We have some sort of style guide, but it's it's not robust enough. It's starting to break. Um, so we really need to to apply a better, more systematic, robust kind of style guide to that. Getting eight developer or eight designers to work on a thing and just now having it break. I assume they've been there for a little while, but that that seems impressive, honestly. Yeah, they're doing a good job. I mean, even like two or three people on one thing and like having it break pretty quickly is common. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We're 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 okay, but what's again starting to break? Like we we have kind of permutations of like different. We're starting to now have like different input fields. I'm like whoa, um, so it's starting to happen. So we need to we need to align. So you have eight designers. Yeah. What is Compass? So Compass is a tech brokerage. What does that mean? Real so it's estate. Like, it's it's real estate. So we're we okay. buy sell apartments. Um and. But we're tech first, kind of like Uber is a taxi company. 
right? That's what it is. Or, mm-hmm. or uh, like Warby Parker is, they sell glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're tech first. Or Bonobos, they sell fucking jeans, right? But um, Chinos, dude. Chinos. <laughs> <laughs> they sell, excuse me. They sell I thought you're from New York. Ch- you yeah. should know this. <laughs> I apologize. Chinos, comma, dude. Yes. So they sell Chinos, but they're tech first. So um, we're the same. Right. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying before, like companies that are not tech first. I just have a hard time understanding how they honestly will survive, will survive in the long run, right? Yeah. And even in a place like, well, real estate. Real estate, man. Makes sense. Yeah. And it, a lot of that's becoming redone by tech. So you guys sell tech real estate. I mean, the you're- Tron land. Yeah. You're right? buying like, if, you, if you're, if you're going to buy a home, right? Especially in San Francisco, New York, right? That's a big investment. When you start doing that, you, you realize how the system is fucking broke. Like, what? It's such a terrible experience to buy a fucking home. Um, and considering the money that you put down, you would expect it to be fucking amazing, right? Uh, that's not the case. So, <laughs> so we're fixing we're, that. We're fixing it. <laughs> All eight of us. All eight of us. Well, well, we're more, but yeah. The designers, at least. It's only designers there. <laughs> we're eight designers. <laughs> We're, we're hoping somebody will come and build our shit, but yeah. So I think you and I had our first interaction <laughs> about this time last week via blog post, <laughs> weirdos via blog post because you reacted to a, another blog post and then I reacted. That's how we communicate, and then I reacted to your blog post. It's just reactions all the way down. Yeah, which is ironically what Medium's trying to accomplish with their responses or whatever they. But you didn't even write it in a medium response. Yeah, but I didn't do a medium <laughs> response. Yours, Way to break the chain. Yours technically wasn't a medium response. But let's talk about the source article for a bit and then get into yours. The source was about, to to quote the title, the unbearable homogeneity of design. Mm-hmm. What happened when you read that piece? Did you roll your eyes at the title? Like, just like, <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> Here we go. No, it was, it was a good piece. I mean, some parts were fine. Like, I like not fine. Like, spot on. Like, okay. there was there was some really good stuff there. I actually um, haven't read the first piece. I just I heard that title. I was like, oh god. I read it. I don't. I I actually normally would not read that, but but I did. And it, it was like a designer good. news post. I don't know how I got to it. I even. read it because someone I generally listen to posted it on Twitter. Do you know yeah, who probably wrote it? me the same. No. Um, I can't remember I can't, who wrote it, but it, it, was, um, uh, it was it was strong. It was it was good. The, the, just the first part about um, you know everything looks the same, same colors, same this, same that. Um, it's like there's only so many colors in the palette. Yeah, well, six million. <laughs> uh, no, but I don't actually like know why. It just ticked me off for a minute. Then I just, and I wrote it, and that's that's it really. But. Um, I also saw a lot of other conversations happen with like the sameness and whatever it is. Um, and so I wrote it. That's, that's kind of these, these kinds of posts crop up quite a bit every so often. Right. Right. And the one thing that they always point out, which I feel so inadequate and unprepared to talk about is the fact that most of the products that we think of as well-designed here, I guess here, obviously are designed here. The United States, and then even narrower, the West Coast, Silicon Valley. And I thought the author brought up a good point about the way that's considered good design, even though there are so many other types around the world from other cultures. And she pointed out like uh, China and Japan. Sure. And I feel so inadequate and not unprepared, really, to talk about that kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But the homogeneity piece here, I I sort of see it. I kind of get it. Um, but I thought your response was great. It, it didn't seem to, to argue totally against her. Uh, it was more like a complimentary, like there's can be good things about homogeneity, right? That's right. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely not advocating for sameness. I mean, that's like if I think some responses were... Took took it to that extreme, um, and in general, people on the internet like to say black or white, and I tried as much as I could to say there's gray. That was actually the point of the, the article. I maybe it didn't come across, but yeah, I mean, the idea is really um, to 
be patient with it's it's not that negative to have sameness i mean some of the like you don't want language to change all the time right you don't want new words all the time like it's hard for me to keep up with slang <laughs> um imagine it changes more often and and whatever it is right so the idea is to be patient take the time to to embrace like cuz we're also teaching people how to use the internet still it's still ha- like still people don't know necessarily how to use things Yes. Um, so it's not necessarily um, day-to-day objects where people know, how, oh, it's a car or whatever. I know how to cross the street, right? You sure. <laughs> people, yeah, no, sure, buddy. A, yeah. <laughs> but no, but people still don't know how to use software because we keep on changing shit and we want to like, oh, this icon now means share. Yeah. But like we don't change icons for bathrooms, right? I mean, it stays pretty much the same because fuck. Well, we some don't. restaurants do and screw them. They shouldn't do that. That's right. And so, and it's kind of weird if you go into the wrong uh, thing. So like the, the thematic cultural restaurants that will use their language for the, the men versus women. And I don't speak that language and they don't use an icon. I'm like, well, I guess I'm yeah, not I guess going to the I'm restaurant. The restaurant while, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to, you don't want to change shit all the time. Right. Um, right. And that's a real problem because people, it's hard for people to adopt, uh, adapt to these new different iconographies or like paradigms or whatever and it keeps on changing right um and change is good because it kind of you get you you know we it's it's not a bad thing right we learn we progress whatever but um change for change's sake is not necessarily a good thing either right because i mean there has to be a reason why you're changing it is it better is it not better is this icon for share better than the previous icon that everybody understood? What does it matter, really? Does anybody understand any share icons? <laughs> uh, apparently, <laughs> share icon is actually a real problem. Because none of them make sense. None of them Why is sense. it out of the box? Is that how I'm supposed to think? Is that where we're at? <laughs> Arrow Computers pointing are out boxes, of the box right? is sharing. Arrow pointing in the box is down. Circle, circle, circle. Got it. <laughs> Check. Overflow. So, uh, so, so it's like some operating systems have circles that are horizontal, some have vertical. Why? And for some marketing do sense, both. Yeah, some do both. So um, the the point really is is to is 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 not to ha- designers don't need to have a need to change them because of ego or because oh I have this like I think this is prettier or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like share is share, right? Just keep the fucking share button. It doesn't really matter. Like they'll. That's not really gonna make you rich if <laughs> you change the fucking icon, right? But you can put it in your Twitter bio. You could put it in the Twitter bio. I, I created the new share button. That's that, mine. That mine. Uses. It's like uh, I feel like once a year there's a an internet effort to rebrand the save button. Yeah. Well, the save button's hard. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. What's dude? the save button? The word save. Done. Well, problem solved. All right, found the designer. Uh, traditionally, it's a floppy disk. That's right. Now, I but like, what, what actually uses that these days? Everyone uses the word save. Problem solved. Dude. Who doesn't use the word save anymore? Who uses a floppy disk? Give me an example. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Save icons are hard. I mean, Bryn, Bryn, I agree with text label, right? That's going to be. Yeah, text label. Or just best. text. Cap Watkins, boring designer. Cap has been all over my San Francisco tri- like trip. Everywhere. Everyone's talking about Everywhere? Cap. Everywhere? Why? Cap. Hi. What do you mean? I don't know. Just, his name keeps on popping up. He's... What happened? He's like become prolific. He's in charge of IT at BuzzFeed now, so that's weird. But he, he's writing a lot. He's writing a book. Is he? He's he tweeting, tweeting insightful things. I heard he's writing a book, but has he been writing much? Uh, not as many blog posts, and I imagine it's because there's a book coming. Yeah, that's my hunch. You've taken over. That's my hunch. I'm actually You're speak- just like I'm. I'm just. I'm speaking I'm on behalf of so Cap. much, <laughs> just to cover Cap's. Oh, my blocking yeah. Cap's laps. Yeah. Yeah, you're covering for Cap. Yeah, he asked me. He said he's hey, filling in. He said, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna write a book. Could you cover the blogging <laughs> world for me, actually?" And Brian's like, <laughs> and but, so I did. But can I be high-minded as fuck? How can I be more high-level? Hmm. Poke fun all you want, buddy. Done. Uh, you've been doing design then for over a decade. You've been doing that design though. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> design is huge. But I feel like you, 
after a certain point you've seen these cycles enough times yes are you just over this no i like it i still like it you like the argument i yes the discussion i do um i still like it um i like seeing people use shit that works so that's what that's what drives me still so if i can make things i like making things simpler too i like distilling stuff to, to simple things so if somebody gives me a hard shit problem to solve, I actually like to solve that um, through design, I guess. So it's still that hasn't changed. But I'm I'm j- I'm jaded. So like at this point, like I don't really I've seen a lot. So it doesn't really, like I don't get excited. It doesn't. I don't get excited about the nuance of it. Really. Got it. Um, I just like solving shit and moving on. <laughs> I like the practicality. Yeah. So I was snooping, and you used to write quite a bit. I used to, yeah. I, what happened? Um, I. It's a good question. He went um, back to his first love, piracy. Yeah, became a pirate. Became a pirate. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying for the accent. Yeah, I became a pirate. I don't know what. What accent does a pirate have? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. I just say R. R. Came a come. Maybe I don't know. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> In this episode, we attempt to pirate him. Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wrong. Oh, that's uh, pretty good. That, yeah, it's yeah. solid, dude. Yeah, I've heard that before. Uh, what? Old. We're not original? No. Damn it. The homogeneity of Homo- nicknames. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, it was, I, I just stopped. I, it, was, it was mainly because it takes a very long time. Yep. Can't confirm. And also, like, I just don't, I have less opinions. Honestly, like, Wait, I what just do you mean? have, it's, uh, there's a culture of writing blog posts that have very strong opinions, right? Um, and a lot of my opinions became very gray. Like, there, it, everything is in context, everything depends, there's like a lot, like, there's a lot of, <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it really depends on, on, on where you are, what company you are, what, what you're doing, etc. Right? So it's really hard to craft a, a, like a blog post that is very gray. Right? Um, <laughs> I tried to do that with... Because uh, you end up debating yourself, right? Right. It's, yeah. that, I'm not kidding. Like, so I just kind of stopped writing. Um, and I found my opinions also changing a lot too. That's good. And so, like, I write something, and then, like, I get some feedback. Like, I post it. I get some feedback. I'm like, you're right. (laughs) So what do I do now? Do I change it? Do I edit it? Like, do I keep it? Do I write another one with a different, like... So it felt um, very stuck in time, these blog posts, and, like, didn't really... I don't know. It was all of a sudden just no point, really. Um, So I (laughs) lied. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it's sort of sad. Is it sad? Yeah. Why is that Why sad? Why is that sad? I think people writing and sharing and articulating their thoughts, even if they change over time, is probably a net positive. Mm, I think some people could do it less. <laughs> You're suggesting I should? Nope. He's <laughs> suggesting I should. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Brian started a blog where he writes like three times a day. Really? Yeah. You I have an hour every morning where the only thing I can do is sit on my computer. And I can choose how to spend that hour, and I've chosen to write. So, I think writing is very, very healthy. Yeah, I still do write. I just don't, don't necessarily publish. <laughs> I just don't hit that publish button. I sometimes, if there's like an issue that I need to solve, I write it, and then start editing it, mm-hmm. and write it again, and edit, and write it That's again. That's a great way to whittle down a hard problem. Yeah. And so I, totally. I do that, and so it could be a design problem. It could be a problem with our within our organization. It could be anything really. But I just some things that I'm not going to publish. But um, I get the writing from like the the satisfaction of writing from that, and leave. There's also a lot of people. Just there's a lot of voices already out there. I don't necessarily think that I need to continuously add. Um, more noise sometimes. So I just stopped. Speaking of stopping, <laughs> we're not, about an hour and 15 minutes sorry, in. I, I'm just getting really lost in thought. This is good. All right. So we're actually out of time. Uh, anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, come to New York. Eat uh, good pizza. 
because you guys have terrible pizza. <laughs> Done. This is true. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me. That was episode 119. Thank you to Yaron for coming and hanging out with us and putting up with us probably mispronouncing his name. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let us know on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave us an iTunes rating if you're feeling extra generous. We love to hear critique and feedback there. And every rating helps us move up the charts and helps new people discover the show. So thank you if you've already done that. And if you haven't, those reviews really, really super, super help. Uh, Before we go, huge thanks to our two sponsors that made this episode possible. Dropbox is just the dopest way to sync all your files (laughs) because it's so low friction. They just take care of everything for you. You can work on any file, any program, any product, anything with anyone, anywhere, on all your devices, all the time. And any of the time you want, I guess. We love them. Uh, Use them all the time. Go check them out at dropbox.com. Second, Wayno. They were our first ever live episode was Hallie. It's so encouraging knowing that they like love what we're doing and the people that we're trying to like bring forward and the fact that their team is like amazing. So we get to like go hang out with them and be like super, I guess, reinvigorated just by being around them. Like, it's amazing. They're just the best. And to have them sponsor the show means a lot. Uh, just go check out their work. Go to ueno.co, U-E-N-O dot C-O. And of course, they're hiring product designers in San Francisco, New York, and in Iceland. Uh, there's a careers link in their header. If you need something new, this is the place to do it. And tell them we sent you, of course. Huge thank you once again to Wayno for making this show possible. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>